0: This is HPR episode 1718 entitled What's in My Pickup Toolbox. It is hosted by 50 and 50 and is about 26 minutes long. The summary is What's in 5150's Pickup Toolbox.
1: This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15.
0: Howdy folks, this is 5150 for Hacker Public Radio, and this is going to be my first recording picking something from the suggested recordings list. So, today's topic is, what's in my pickup toolbox? It is what you want, right Ken? I never can remember. Okay, well, right up here in the leading edge of my old uh, beat-up toolbox, I've got old coffee can full of stuff and let's see what we got in there I got some blue RTV gasket maker and of course that stuff's never any good second time you try to use it's all gummed up and you gotta stick a knife through the bottom to get any out Uh, some permatex that's just as bad piece little piece of fuel line hose left over from probably putting in a uh, filter looks like I got three Wood chisels and what I use those for mainly, I don't do w- woodworking, uh, that's for scraping gasket material off a surface. Got a big, couple big, long punches, a pair of small vise grips, a pair of these scissors. I haven't been able to find these, I used to have all a uh, bunch of these, and you know, they, they're these sheet uh, scissors made out of sheet metal you get from those bargain tool bins and they look like cheap as heck but shoot they cut through anything i've got a little wire brush here or st- well, stiff plastic brush for for cleaning parts I've got the mail end of a trailer coupler a sharpie which is nice for riding on stuff another piece of old worn-out hose I've taken from off of something see yeah, I've got a uh, driver for for a small socket set you know well it looks like a screwdriver but it's got a quarter inch socket head on on uh, one end. Looks like I've got an inline fuse for those new, t- not the round, old round bus fuses but the the plastic ones now cars have. Phillips screwdriver. Let's see. You never know what's in this. Some old nuts, some electric fence insulators looks like. I'm not going to go clear the bottom of this. Uh, Oh, yeah, part, part of an old, a current tester looks like. A whole, whole bunch of stuff. Washers and fuel line parts. Yeah, some fuel parts and stuff. More hose. Oh, okay, that's us off of a grease gun. Cutting a coupler part. Okay, let's, let's call that good for that can. Let's see what's underneath here. Looks like an old relay or something. So, some fuel filters that probably aren't any good because so I don't know if they're good or not. Oh, broken set of wire strippers. You know, the cutter part is broken. They still would strip fine, but, of course, you got if I, if I want to cut the wire, i got to buy another set anyway, and we'll get to that. So, it's in there. Big, big Phillips screwdriver. Let's see. Box, box end wrench, 15 16 by 1-inch. Another big flat-headed screwdriver, a really, really good punch that won't fit down in that can. A piece of an old bearing. They can, you can use those for bushings and stuff. A little bitty tape measure. You guys can probably hear the cat, she's hungry. Aircraft-type hose clamp, that's the only kind I'll use. Just, oh, there's a little clevis. Huh. Been under that can, so I had no idea I still I had that or what I ever got it for in the first place. I'm in a clevis, but that that's completely the wrong kind for. Wait, well, not not a clevis. It's more like a. Oh, uh, well, I don't want to say parachute strap. That's not that's not either. One of those deals that clicks open. See, so pretty much empty box of quarter inch sockets. It would have been full, but got left open someplace, and the, all the sockets jiggled off on the ground can of WD-40, I've got the sockets on another container uh, vice grips, can't get by on the farm without vice grips, couple pairs of those, uh, this neat screwdriver I got because I had to get various different heads but instead of being one of these ones where you take the heads out and you turn around or whatever, you pump this thing like a shotgun and then turn it, and then it's got like an internal magazine with seven different types of heads in there, more vice grips, big old pin out of something I use to beat on stuff with, Uh, one of the big old long rods, well, both of them should be in here, some place that I use to to slide in when I, uh through the uh, ramps on my car trailer, you know, except... Set the ramps and slide the bar in to hold them, and they're in here so they won't jiggle off the trailer when it goes down the road. A, a speed wrench socket. That's old, you know, a little crank-type uh, socket wrench. You don't have much leverage, but you can go fast with them. Fencing hammer. If I had a dollar for every one of those that I planted, I'd retire it's about a 15-inch pipe wrench. Another old dried-up tube of Pertex. Big set of channel lock pliers. Uh, my remote starter button, that's a real neat, neat thing when you're working on engines. It's got a couple alligator clips, and you go down on the starter and put the clips on the solenoid. So, you know, you, you can you can crank the engine over while you're there where you can look at it rather than uh, uh, being in the position of having to get in or, you know, say you haven't have two people which I'm fresh out of, you know, these last few, well, last few years, that hasn't been able to help on the farm. So I've had to do a lot of stuff to, you know, make allowances for that. Roll of, it's like 14-gauge automotive electric wire. Oh, uh, see, what else? Oh, yeah, one, one of these doohickeys. This, this is another one of these uh, deals that saves you from needing Two people to work on stuff it's a it's a spark tester and i've been using well i need to get back to working on this pickup it's got some weird gremlins you know the ignition just quit on me here so i got to get back to it of course i got to put a new key in it because i don't have any of those anymore but this spark tester is a deal it's it, it's a real step some of them just got a bulb that lights up this is sort of a simple one that you you know you, you can screw it in and out to, to adjust the gap and then it's got alligator clips really aren't big enough you put on a ground someplace near the engine and then you put like your number one spark plug wire i guess it really doesn't matter which one it is on the snap it onto the other end and then you crank the engine over with your remote starter switch and you you look for a spark uh between the contacts they'll tell you tell you Give you some idea if you're getting, getting a spark. It's not so good for telling you uh, how much spark, you know, how hot it is. Let's see, what else? An old starter button wired to some wires here. Probably I was jerry-rigging it at some time or, uh, in lieu of that remote starter. What else? Oh, okay, that's a... Oh, okay, that's an old fuel... Po- no, that's a cutoff. See, this, uh, this, uh, this truck is uh, dual fuel uh, propane... And uh, gasoline, and since the mechanical gas pump ran all the time when you're on propane, uh, then you had to have a fuel cutoff between that and the carburetor. and this this year dodge had a had a bypass. So the whole time you're going down the road bur- burn propane, you were actually circulating gas all the way up to the carburetor and then forcing it back back around the uh, return. So I I fixed that by switching over to an electric fuel pump. So it's wired, so I'm only pumping gasoline when I'm bur- actually burning gasoline. And part of the trouble is this little pump is, that, you know, it's kind of a spe- special part. You're not going to see it in the in the normal parts store, and uh, it started giving me trouble. So that was one of the reasons. Uh, I've had trouble with electric fuel pump. I'm, I solved that by going to to a really really big fuel pump apparently the little the normal ones they have now aren't terribly reliable anymore they used to be and part of it is that the the tank on this truck hangs down below the frame and i want to mount the pump to the frame now if i if i had a place where i could mount the pump under the fuel tank where it would gravity flow into the pump then there wouldn't be so much of a problem but the trouble with that is of course you're going out across the the dirt and the brush and all that if you try to hang it down below the fuel tank you're just going to wipe it off of there and have a fuel leak It'll, you know ultimately you're not going to be going very much let's see I've got some C clamps in here oh, let's see i got a big old chunk of rod that I guess he just uses a pry bar claw hammer let's see keep throwing stuff from one in the other I keep coming up with the same stuff all the time this here oh yeah this this is a strange wrench it's just open end, on, only one end open end on that end what size is this an inch well, it's bigger than, no it's bigger than that. Let me see if I can read the size here. Sometimes you gotta this what I think came in the glove compartment of a vehicle I bought. Yeah, one and five sixteenths. So that's a that's a big old sucker. Uh, what else? old tire wrench uses a pry bar you know you used to get with the car not the big square spinner wrench which I prefer but just one for the for the particular nut that they gave you on the car and then the other end is a is sort of a pry bar that you'd use to get the uh, hub cap off so you kids have probably never seen a hubcap. This homemade tool I made for Tightening the ball joint connection on the end of the sickle on our old case combines, which we don't use anymore because we can't find parts for them. If you kids, JI Case quit making combines in the middle '70s, so you know how old our stuff is. But it, it just, uh, it's just a—it's kind of like a, a ball with a screw behind it. You know, well, you had, you had a ball on each side, or a, a ball in the middle, and then you had a socket. On each side that uh, to connect with the balls, so it's a ball and socket, and then you you tighten it or took it apart by tightening this big sort of nut. Well, it wouldn't be a nut because it's in it's inside; it's threaded on the outside. So, but it's uh, if it, the 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 tube on the end of the combine sickle, which is that's the part that goes right and left with with uh, sharp teeth on it, that actually cuts the plant off. But uh, yeah, it was a ball and socket operation, and you had this thing that screwed in the end, and it kept, so you could adjust how tight, because you get too tight, of course it wouldn't work, too, too lucid, pound, pound itself apart, and this one thing about it, uh combine, there are just too many moving parts, and that's one of those things you constantly had to tighten. I mean, it wasn't, you just didn't set it, to it uh, when you put the thing together. You had to go every day and see if it loosened up on you. And if it, and it almost always had, then you had to tighten it down a little more, you know, and grease it. But of course, you know, this this thing had sort of a slot like a for a screw screwdriver on the end of it. Of course, it's bigger than any screw you've ever seen. And we used to have a thing go on a socket wrench that would go in it. It was actually designed for doing something similar on a tie rod end. It's kind of like a really big tie rod end. If you have ever seen one of those that come apart. You know, the nut screws apart on the end rather than making it, you really won't see that in, except really old equipment. But, uh, you know, but it's it's not a straight like screwdriver deal either because it has to be notched in the middle because that's where the grease circ is. But long, very, very stupid and long story short, I got tired years ago of having one tool for two combines that uh, would always be in the wrong Place and I have to chase Dad down the other combine to get the tool or vice versa. So is is real easy solution. I just took a chunk of angle iron and cut away from one side, so I had a so I had a tool that would fit down in that slot and, and with a big handle on it. And that's how that's how we fixed that. Oh, uh, let's see, smaller filth, still fairly big, but uh, filth screwdriver, but more long than this bigger round. Oh, okay, we've got a set of Allen wrenches. Or no, no, these are Torx head. Okay. It's like one of those Allen I could have really used this a while back on a computer, but uh set a set of Torx head deals, so it's you know you've got like from uh what was it T twenty well never mind sizes, but it, probably any Torx head that you're gonna encounter is gonna be on this thing. But it's made like one of those Allen wrench sets where they where they all fold up beside each other. See, oh, this was probably out of my old New Yorker uh, uh, oh, garage sale in college. I got one of those. You, you know, how back in the 70s you had these uh, strap on things to to you know, you, you had the foot shaped accelerator pedals, you know, it was a JC Whitney catalog sort of thing. And and I had to you know, so I sat in one of them, would the big one would uh, strap on your accelerator pedal and then the uh, just get, wouldn't replace it, just go over it, and then the other one. Is supposed to go down on the uh, headlight dimmer down on the floor, so it's just made of a little, little round socket and Allen wrench, and it's it's in here because the thing never never would stay on. So you know, set screw is what I meant to say. And you know me, I I never throw anything away. Probably wind up on a computer sometime as a switch or something. Let's see, what else do we got? Oh, that's a Inside door handle, it fell off the truck, so we're never really high enough priority to fix that. Let's see, we've got we've got the a ball and the hitch that goes in the receiver, because of course I got to switch back and forth between a pin type hitch and a, a trailer ball type. So one one's always in the toolbox, and the other one. Well, actually, they're both in here. That's that's probably so I don't. Walk in. No, I've got another one back in there. Yeah, this. I guess I got extra hacksaw. And well, that's all you can use out in the field. And I, te- I tell, you what, if you if you saw much metal, get you one of those saws all. They bur- they bur- they burn through blades awful fast. But man, they sure are a labor saver. Big three quarter inch drive, or no, I'm sorry, half half inch drive. A ratchet handle couple crescent wrenches, more wire, that's, I think that's still, no, no, that's, tw- that's, that's like 12 gauge rather than 14 gauge. A hitch pin, worn out one, a, uh, why would I keep this? It's a, it's an old choke thing, backs off your choke when it heats up. It's got like a coil wire, it heats up when the engine's warm. it backs the, backs, automatic choke deal. That's what it is. WD-40 can with the end of it broke off. I I do sometimes have success switching the ends when I fill one can. Another claw hammer. Uh, Let's see, another dried up tube of Permatex. Some uh, wire connectors. Tube of Gojo. I think it's empty too. Quarter inch ratchet handle. Redundant. I've got another one. Up here in the top part of the tool box, got the uh, the identical mate to that uh, empty set of quarter inch sockets and ratchet that I, that I told you about. So this, I think we lost some of those. I made what made one kit out of the two. Had had identical because you get these premiums when you when you buy corn seed. We always joke you get you get you get your corn seed free when you when you uh, buy a five thousand dollar hat let's see what else what else out to, to the end of the bottom part i'm sure i'm sure you folks are glad to hear the word end in conjunction with this podcast throw the toolbox oh oh yeah this, uh, well uh, don't use it much but when you needed it you need it it's it's a set of gear wrench tools it's a ratcheting wrench but instead of being a socket wrench because a socket wrench you're limited how far down on a bolt you can go so if you've got something that's like all thread that you got to go away. So this this thing works great because it's it's got sock. It's like a socket wrench, but the sockets are meant for the bolt or whatever you're working on to pass all the way through it. So, like I said, it's, it's one of those things I probably haven't used ten times, but when I did, it was a lot faster than working on it with an end wrench. So I got one of those telescoping mirrors. Real, now this is a set of Allen wrenches here. A really really big set. So, assorted bolts and stuff and screws. My plastic calipers. what's this another punch I guess, a smaller punch. This well, this is like a center punch. Okay, tire gauge. Another quarter inch ratchet handle. Quarter inch long, quarter inch ratchet extension. This one I hate because the sockets never stay on the end. It, it never has since the thing was brand new. You gotta you gotta wrap tape around them to hold them on there. I guess the solution would be to buy a, you know, a new extension, or a different extension, but of course you folks know I'm cheap. Let's see, okay, then I, ha- I have a drawer here, well, not really a drawer, it doesn't slide out, but a, a, a section here that's walled off, it's got all my larger open-end box-end wrenches, and then some of say, times you got to throw stuff in where it'll fit, so it's all... Since it's a long compartment, it's also got my big half-inch drive socket extension in there, and another crescent wrench, and looks like a standalone Allen wrench, not part, you know, not part of a kit. Then next to that, I have my 3 h drive sockets in a small deal, and then next, right next to it on the other side, I've got my half-inch drive sockets. And let's see. The other compartment's got my smaller box end wrenches. Everything up to about three quarter. I keep been there. And then up here on the other end, let's see, you know, sort sorted things, battery cable ends, and I've got an okay. I've got an extra set of pliers in there in case I lose my pliers. I've got a pair of side cutters, which is a type of wire cutter. And then I have an unbroken set of wire strippers here and crimpers. And another Sharpie, and a flat screwdriver, let's see, a hitch pin clip keeps your <coughs> hitch pins from falling out when you're going down the road and ha- having the embarrassing happening of whatever you're towing go a different direction than what you are going. And some insu- fence insulators, It's like a plug out of a tank, and... Well, that's that's it, folks. That's that's what's in my pickup toolbox. I've been uh, fifty-one fifty for Hacker Public Radio, and tomorrow you have an, uh, another host, if I'm certain, a, uh, a a podcast that's far more pertinent to your life than this one has been. See you later. Yeah, net. Right now, I'm I'm looking at my Sansa clip, trying to figure out how I'm uh, uh, how to stop the, the silly thing. You probably heard me talk a while back at the at the last community news that I hadn't got any of the audio when we were working walking through Centralia. That's that that's just too bad because bro was just funny as heck. I'm not sure how much of that we would have got anyway because I I was walking around holding the clip and trying to hold it where he could talk into it, but. Uh, you know, probably if there's parts of this you don't you you don't hear very well, it's because I forgot to hold it up to in front of my face. So I'm not sure how much I would have got of that Centralia stuff even if I'd known how to operate the equipment. But see, that, that's the ironic thing. I, I, I'd recorded a podcast with a Sansa Clip once before, but that was with the stock software. And on the Sansa Clip that I had last year, or well, last May, it had Rockbox on it. And I'm still not sure... Well, I should have played with it on the way down there. I had a good 30 minutes to figure out how to make it record. And I I just... I thought, well, that's... I didn't think it was necessary. See I, I, I figured I could figure it out. You just go into the recording section and hit record. Well, this, this is one place where the, the stock Sansa inter- interface wins out because I, I just found it com- confusing. I didn't know if I was recording or not. Whatever, so... Yeah, here here we go, and let's see what what do I need to do to stop the recording? Uh, I I had it paused, and I said, so that's pause. Well, you would you wouldn't wouldn't know that's pause because I had it paused. Bottom button doesn't do anything. See if the home button. Nope, we're still recording. I've hit the middle button.